Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions, a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. It's another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast. This is episode 115 and it is raining and of course in good old-fashioned misty lately i'm just leaving all of it to the last minute and in the moment like in the very present moment if y'all been fucking with me for a very long time i kind of shared with y'all many many moons ago back in the day a tuesday mini so series called a dose for the soul and that was when i would share with you guys what i was present with and it's been a while and i knew i used to say it's gonna come back it's gonna come back it's gonna come back but you know what part of growth <laughs> in life is admitting that one can only overextend themselves so much. And so I figured while it was fun to do the Tuesday Minnesota series dedicated so much to what I was present with in that moment, what I definitely learned from that was that I could definitely give y'all a dose of some pretty dope guests and a dose of a deeper look into my soul all in one. And I just had to find the balance, right? And so if you've noticed for quite some time now, there have been Solita episodes in between, right? And while this is definitely a great opportunity for me to kind of just gather my life up a little bit, it's also pretty dope and pretty awesome and just so like confident like for me to be able to come over here on this mic, on this platform and share anything that a bitch is going through because what is life if we're not going through something, right? So let's let's just let's let's just hit it off so if you follow me on social media you know i'll be going on my ig story and i'll be sharing a little a little dose here and a little dose there about certain things so there's been a lot going on for one y'all already know it's super duper busy with my career you know adjusting still to a new role new opportunity don't get me wrong what is work, even for entrepreneurship, what is work if you're not working, if you're not hustling, right? So for me, it's been my personal choice to still pursue my career because A, I still have a passion for it and B, I still love what I do and C, we got to pay bills. But then also it's, you know, the fact that I've decided to challenge myself a little bit more and go towards an opportunity, an open door and an opportunity that I don't think I would have really thought to do maybe say like over a year year and a half ago but I feel like I'm very well prepared for that now right um to sit here and to say that it has been you know such a delight and it's been so easy it's pure bullshit it has not but what is what is a whole process of being able to grow and to challenge yourself and to learn if if you don't stumble over a few rocky points over a few hurdles over a few like I'm stuck right like it that just would not be life it just I I cannot see it being anything other than that like even when we think about other roles that we fulfill some of us are parents just or, or some of us some of us are the managers of our family especially those who are like the oldest children I'm not the oldest child but I co-manage I I very much so do and so when you think about all these different roles we fulfill ever so often, you know, we are faced with 
certain just experiences in them that were kind of like, what the fuck do I do now? Or how the fuck do I do this? Or what the fuck do I change to get this shit done? And so that's where I kind of just shifted this show just a little bit to be able to give you guys what I said from the very beginning that I was going to do <laughs> and still be able to come and share that deeper look into my soul with y'all with with things that I go through with things that come up with things that I'm oh that I'm just living life through and so let's hit it off guys like I said before so as you may have known already but for some of y'all who may not have seen and y'all keep up to date with me here my kid totally hurt himself during one of his very athletic games and so I thought the worst you know on top of the fact that I'm a healthcare I just saw oh shit this surgery well lo and behold it's not the one thing I did learn so graciously from this and I don't know if he's gonna hear this and I don't know if you know he's still sneaking into him my episodes or not once upon a time, he was like promoting this shit in school. I was like, mm, don't do that because you're going to get kicked out. But um, <laughs> one thing I've learned from my kid, if you guys have been listening to my most recent episodes, you know, I kind of shared something that I've been struggling with. And I don't think I ever went really deep into this, but I'll share a little bit now in this moment with you guys. There was a point where I realized just how grown he is now and just how independent he has become and so disciplined that he is. And I've had this fear for quite some time now that he just doesn't need me anymore, that I kind of started questioning where does my role of motherhood fall onto now, onto what bucket, what bucket of his life? Like he's a teenager, he's disciplined, he's very mature for himself, he is very independent. You know, there's there's still a lot that I still got to teach him. There's plenty I can't because here's another harsh reality I'm going to hit y'all with. But, you know, there's been a lot that I just felt like, well, damn, he doesn't need me anymore for these things. And so I think one of the episodes where I shared this with was with the RCC pod. Shout out to them because I just sent them a pretty cute little message. <laughs> Those are my peoples. Shout out to Philly. Shout out to Philly, y'all. Oh, them Yankees. Shout out to Philly. But anyway. And when I had them on the show, Rima and Court, I did get emotional because I shared with them that I felt like he just didn't need me. And they said, bitch, I still need my mom and I'm in my 30s. Right. OK, cool. So here we are. My kids have is like an injury. And while he is pushing through and, and my God, this kid is like hella, hella strong. And like, first of all, he didn't even tell me. Like how painful this shit really was. This motherfucker spent a whole over 12 hours in pain. Barely no medication because he was trying to hide this shit from me. And then the next morning was like, I think this shit is broken. So needless to say it is broken, but he don't need surgery. So that's good news. The point is though, he's just strong as fuck and he pushes through and he, and he continues to still show that he can still do things and he could still, you know, handle this and he can still work around it and he's going to push through. He's going to get better. He's going to recover and all this other stuff. Right. But I do feel that little tiny moments of this experience, which y'all, while the, the kid used to fall a lot when he was younger, there were several staples and stitches all around his big ass head. This is the first time I'm faced with a broken bone, right? So I said we did pretty good here, but that shit is so scary. I kind of found that a few times he didn't need a little bit of TLC. He didn't need his mama there. He didn't need just a little bit of extra attention and understanding. 
And so it kind of it kind of presented itself to me that he does still need me. Um, I'm essentially always going to be a mom. And I know this and, and I knew this all along, but I don't know if it really hits us. <laughs> so some shit happens and then we're like, oh, my God, like this role, this job doesn't ever end. And it doesn't like it never does. You know, it, it keeps going. And there was a movie, I think it's writing in cars with boys. I I saw the movie and uh, with Drew Barrymore. And I think she said something along those lines too. And it's so true. There's, there's roles, you know, that never end. Maybe we could revamp them. <laughs> Maybe we can, you know, set boundaries around them. There's plenty to do with any role. Right. But you know, this is one of those that it, it, even when we're sleeping, we're parents, right? Like the, the shit just never stops. And it just made me realize, you know, for one, while it was hurtful, like emotionally to see him go through something like this and all these worries about when can he get back to playing? Oh my God, he can't play the rest of the season and finish the season off and all this other stuff, you know, what breaks an athletic young man's heart, right? You know, it, it it did sort of kind of maybe just a tad, just a bit feel nice that he still needed me. He still needed me. And I was able to be there for him some way, somehow. It's been a lot. Here I am once again, balancing the act of motherhood and adulthood and careerhood and creativehood. Um, you know, creative is definitely new here uh, because once upon a time, my kid uh, suffered tremendously from a condition that although it never really goes away is definitely something he's been able to overcome and control very well. But when he was younger, he was very much so considered a chronic asthmatic. And there was some very, very, very scary times. I cannot tell you how many times jobs challenged the condition, making accusations that I was probably lying. <laughs> Shout out to healthcare in general, medical records that would prove otherwise. But oh yeah, I went through that, y'all. Can I just can I just say there were some really dark times around that, you know, because there is such a way that I can totally fake an an asthma diagnosis on a kid, right? Like I wanted to be there for days at a time in a hospitalization with my child and see him go through all of that. No, uh, but there were many jobs who who did put me through that, and you know, it was kind of triggering to be in this moment now where. I am so advanced in a career and here I am rocking out a podcast show, right? And here I am doing so many things for this. And, you know, I've had to put a stop to so much. I've had, to, and, and not that it's a, a stop. Let me rephrase that. Let me correct myself. I've had to put a pause on it because if I'm going to execute something, if I'm going to launch something, if I'm going to put something out there, I have to be able to give him my full attention. And right now my career needs my full attention because as the boss ass bitch that I am, I have a deadline to me. Bottom line, that's it. Once that deadline is met, I could definitely redirect my attention just a little bit uh, with more passion, right? With a double dose on that shit and be able to put a project out there that I've been meaning to put out there that's already done you know be able to do the things that are still on the list of things that I want to do for me for this platform for this brand for still my career y'all because as if it wasn't enough uh, I'm already looking at what else is next because 
when you're just passionate about something, you just want to keep learning. You just want to keep adding to your knowledge, you know. And so here I am doing that, too. But then also it's other conversations being had over here. You know, scouts are coming to a game. I, I need to try and be better for that. You know, the college talk is happening. Like there's just so much. Right. And the balancing act has presented itself again. And so here I am trying to figure this out again and suddenly I'm very very triggered and suddenly I'm very very angry and suddenly I'm experiencing all these flashbacks of when co-parenting was not that great when single motherhood was has never been my first choice but it happened and it was not my favorite thing way back when right and I was very very triggered and what helped me get through that, and, and it has so much to do with so many things that have transpired that were very, very triggering here. But what helped me get through that was a community, a community that I am part of. She has been on the show before, Melanie Santos, and she has a community. And on one particular day that it was extremely hard for me, just in general, here I am joining um, kind of like office hours, you know, and it was the day that we were playing. We're not really strangers, kind of like a friendship edition with fellow community members, people who lived in here in New York City and other states, right? Completely different time zones. And here we are getting to know each other. And one of the questions there, and it was so aligned with what was going on that week because I had spoken to my therapist during one of my last sessions about this and, and she helped me realize so much about it. And I was able to realize it on my own essentially, but here we are in this game night type of thing. And one of the questions was, what was I not being honest with myself about? Like, what was, what was something that I realized was a lie that I was, I was kind of like telling myself, right. Or telling anybody, and I admitted there in that moment that here I am standing so strong on things being okay, uh, even from the perspective of being a parent and being a co-parent. And the truth is I've been lying to myself because things are not okay. Things are not okay because I have some way somehow transported back to really dark times that once happened, once were experienced and once existed. And I was extremely angry with the other co-parent because here we are dealing with an injury. Here we are dealing with going suit shopping, his first grown young man suit shopping. And I cannot give him any type of insight or advice on what it's like to buy a suit. I am grateful to have the man that I do in my life, um, even though they're pain in the fucking asses. But shout out to them for stepping in, for being able to help my son during a process that a lot of the time it just helped to have a male figure there present to take them through that journey. It was very challenging. And then comes this injury. And then it's like just not having that support. And so I would love to say that you know, a dollar or two in child support fixes all of that. But the truth is it doesn't. And so here I am going through all these transitions of he doesn't need me anymore. And it turns out he does. But also facing that that part of the story where there's going to be times I can't help him. And it's going to have to be his dad. And his dad is not physically around because he lives in a different state. I was able to tackle this trigger. I was able to work through it by having a very thorough and in-depth conversation with my fellow co-parent and 
I'm very much so grateful for that conversation because I just needed him to understand where I was coming from. I needed him to understand how as a mother, everything I was struggling with was affecting me in more ways than one. How I felt like I was in a bind all over again and it was very triggering and it was bringing me back to those times. And I have to say that one of the things I I realized was so amazing about that conversation. Listen, nothing is perfect. Shit happens. You know, carrying on a co-parenting relationship is just as tough as any other relationship too, right? Especially the ones that, you know, are there for the rest of your lives. But one of the things I will say that was so dope about this was that he was actually very understanding and he was very compassionate about it. He was very considerate in that moment. He was very apologetic. And I have to recognize that because I have to say that one of the things that is very impactful to growth and to living your life in peace and being happy is being able to have tough conversations like that with people that matter, make a difference in your life. Right. And so that was very helpful in a lot of the madness that's been going on and trying to figure out this balancing act. And also, and being able to sustain all the growth that I've done and being able to sustain the version of Daisy that I am today, the one that has learned from everything. You know, I mentioned, <laughs> I think it was last episode with my guest Denise, I mentioned about how impulsive I was, was and, and like, you know, I've mentioned this countless times on the show about how I used to like not think before I would speak, right? I would always say some dumb shit, right? And so where I am today, I am the person who does pause for a second before she just says what she wants to say. I, I've ever so often I stumble over, you know, just word vomit and I say shit that I probably shouldn't, you know, it's kind of like, God damn Daisy, why do I have to say that? Like really bitch, you know, but I do, I do a lot better these days and I'm very proud of that. And I was very proud of that moment that we were able to think and have the necessary conversation in a very, very, very great way. It was not just impactful. It was not just positive. It was not just, it was just fucking great to be able to have that conversation and to realize that we do have to come together for the newer experiences that I'm going through brand new as a single mother to just one young man, right? And the type of support I'm going to need no matter where the other person is located because I'm very lucky to have the support I have here in my home. Remember, I talked about my team. If you listen to that, those these last few episodes, you know I talked about my team. And I do see as much as I fight with them t- daily, daily, time and time again. And I don't agree with half, most of the shit of who they are and what they do, but I love them to death. I know for sure my team are my siblings and they're always going to have my back. And so an official shout out to my brothers, my dad, even my brother-in-law for always just stepping in and being those male figures for my son and, and for always helping out in that sense, uh, because it's important. It is. And the support is always necessary. So let's move on to the key component, the key topic to this Solita episode, because y'all know I'm going to have to go off and I'm going to have to give it a little rant on some of the dumb shit I've encountered. Okay. 
a episode with Jade where we talked about <laughs> uh, breakup etiquette <laughs> and we talked about Love is Mine season two going on season three y'all have y'all watched season three because it's already a shit show but it's so fucking entertaining and it's such a fucking toxic show and it should not be on television I need Netflix to do better you know what Netflix should do they should do like therapy couples therapy for these couples that they put together honestly and just make that a whole series in itself anyway back to the back back to the topic at hand well thinking of breakup etiquettes there are other etiquettes I've explored a little bit in recent weeks of things that were also very fucking triggering y'all and again the reason why I want to bring this to the table is because I am just so proud of myself for not letting shit like that, like, just take me all the way back to who I once was. So, story number uno, numero one, okay? I did a little spanglish there. Okay, so, let me bring you to story number one. Here I am at a wedding. It's a family wedding. If my family members listen to this, I guess y'all gonna find out what happened. And here I am with my little tiny family, you know, my babies, my nephews, my kid, you know, my sister, my brothers, whatever. Anyway, you know, the one that we bought the suit for. Okay. Here is wedding etiquette, wedding socializing. No, socializing during a wedding etiquette. Let's call it that. Okay. Y'all, if y'all have nothing respectful, you know, semi-discreet, um, just like, never talk to strangers type of shit but if you're gonna do it think twice before you say some dumb shit etiquette then don't say anything at all if you have nothing to say like that and don't say anything at all there was this person there i guess it was not family member to neither bride or groom i was the family member to the groom who decided to approach i was in a group of people and decided to approach the group And just wanted to start conversation by asking what was our sexual preference. Here's the thing. We live in a time that this is still a topic that is not that it's sensitive because we should not be speaking about it. But it's sensitive because A, not everybody's comfortable talking about their sexual preferences because of probably some negative experience they've encountered. However, B... Many people are probably comfortable, more than likely, in their own skin to be who they are without anyone placing any type of assumptions or judgments on them, right? Whether it is how they're dressed or their style or whatever. But most importantly, see, it's just nobody's fucking business to ask that question. And there is a there's a little there's a little, you know, component under C because you just don't know who is out and who is not and who has shared publicly of their sexual preference and who has not, especially when you are at a gathering where there's family in a probably semi traditional semi religious wedding where there might be people who don't necessarily agree with that lifestyle. And so unfortunately we do also still live in a world like that. And so I say this to say I am proud to report that I did not break anybody's jaw. I maneuvered that conversation to the best of my abilities. I also, if you know me, if you know me personally and on this platform, you know, I am a very protective person of people that I love and people that I consider family and friends. And so there were a few people there who were a little bit dumbfounded by that question. were very shocked. And so immediately I went into protective mode and immediately I had to kind of 
manage that conversation, lead that conversation in a way where nobody needed to necessarily answer this complete idiot for asking such a stupid question in such a wrong place, wrong time. And I call it a stupid question because just how dare you think it's okay to approach people you do not know, have never met a day in your life. And I'm going to say that maybe you thought you were socializing, but just who the fuck are you to do that? That's it. Period. End of story. Whoever told anybody that this is the best approach in starting a conversation or meeting people? Sorry to report that she got a little personal with her question and shared a little inside scoop on her own life. And so why she was asking this question. But again, the topic at hand and, and why you were asking this question had nothing to do with anybody in that group. And most importantly, it was nobody's business in both ways. Not the reason why you were asking and, and, and not for anybody to have to share or disclose any unnecessary information. And so people, please think before you ask dumb questions or any type of questions to people you just don't know. There is, like I said, a time and a place for everything. We need to think sometimes before we just spew whatever the fuck you think you can or should or entitled to. And... That is my etiquette on socializing at weddings. Okay, moving right along. There is etiquette also with um, what is considered to be an emergency. I posted this on my social media. And while this may be a little bit of a ha-ha hee-hee moment, right? <laughs> you know, I think that sometimes we look around us, you know, our daily lives and we see like, who are we around? Where are we? What type of a place is this? What type of environment? You know, do I fit in here? What am I doing? How am I presenting myself? And so on and so on. I am the type of person that wherever I go, office or not, I'm wearing my hoops. I'm wearing, you know, shades of lipstick that might not have at one point been quote unquote acceptable, right? And that's cool. And so we should always be very open to who is who and be and them being very true. But I also do believe that in a sense, we also have to be just a tiny bit uh, mindful about the time and the place for everything. Again, speaking from experience as someone who never thought about this, not one bit, not what, not whatsoever. I would just say the first thing that came to my mind and out my mouth, right? But sometimes we do need to watch our mouths. Sometimes we do need to just be considerate. This is not to be censored, it's to be considerate. So why we need to watch our mouths, watch your mouth when you are going to speak some shit. And the re- the way you do it, the way you watch your mouth is by thinking before you speak. Not everywhere you go and not every place you are stationed or present at, not everyone you are around needs to hear exactly what is on your mind. Yes, you can have your opinions. Yes, you can stand your ground on what you believe and what you got to say and how you want to say it, right? You remember, you know, I always say it's not always what you say is how you say it. And sometimes it's both. So all of that to say, there's always a time and a place for everything. And I'm one firm believer that when you have opinions and they're strong and they're bold and you stand strong on it, right? And you you believe in them wholeheartedly. Child, grab a, grab a microphone and start a fucking podcast if you want or write about it, blog about it. Put it out in the world because you just never know who can relate to you, who can understand you and whose lives you might change, how you might impact someone. Someone can learn from you, right? So it's not about censorship at all. Absolutely not. It's just the concept the idea of just 
having the consideration that just maybe there's one phrase I'm about to say is not for everybody to hear. Just maybe there's one phrase I'm going to say out of the 15 people who are here, maybe one of them, it just might not sit well with them. And not that it needs to change my thought in me not saying it. It's just me just being considerate for the time and the place, right? It's very similar to the fact that in this in this space, in this platform, you know, here we are having microphones, producing a show, putting our opinions out there, putting our experiences out there and thinking about it 115 episodes later. I mean, there might be some episode somewhere way back that somebody's like, why did Misty say that? Mm." And if there is, let me know. Right. But most importantly, you know, even in the space like this, podcasting is not for everybody. Not everyone deserves a microphone. Not to say that I am that exception and, you know, all, all praise deep is these words. That's not what I'm saying. Although I do think my content is pretty fucking dope. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is just in general, not everyone needs to have a microphone and needs to have a show. Not everyone needs to have a platform to say everything and anything that they want to say. You can speak on everything and anything you may want to, but that doesn't give you the green light to just say everything and anything you want to say. Why do I say that? Because in recent, recent weeks, recent days, we've seen how much of a negative impact one person, one man, specifically two, but we're not going to, you know, get so specific here, voices, ignorant commentary, very ignorant, disgusting, disgusting, hurtful, maybe even dangerous words, how much of a negative impact that can place onto societies or against certain communities or even just towards a battle that many of us are still fighting when it comes to our safety as women, you know, or let's put it out there, even the possibility of igniting additional hate crimes because we already have them going on, right? There is so much going on in the world out there that involves a podcast and a microphone. And unfortunately, not everybody deserves to have that type of a opportunity and a platform to spew hateful things or to spew negative, hurtful things. And so all of that to say, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth in the sense of personal reasons, in the sense of personal growth. Watch your mouth when it comes to your intentions and the things that you want to accomplish, whether it is, again, in a creative space, in writing a book, in writing a blog, in creating a video, real content for your brand, in your career choice, in your role as a mother or a parent or mother or father, you know, as parents, or even as a daughter, even as a sister, right? There are so many opportunities for things to go left. And imagine it for a second before we take any type of bad turn. We just think for a second before we fucking talk. And that is my messaging today. That's where I wanted to come with this. I have been faced with some really uncomfortable situations. I could give you maybe one, two, three, maybe three or four more examples. And it would probably be giving too much of a detailed example and very relevant to a particular aspect of my life right now that I should probably keep it very protective, right? And very personal. It's not that I'm hiding anything from you guys. It's just some things are better left unsaid, right? And spoken of. But what I can assure you is that I have been able to consistently 
not only think before I say anything, but even decide in that moment, in those 2.5 seconds, how I'm picking and choosing my battles. And if this is going to be one of those battles I choose to pick. And I've been able to accomplish so much and get ahead of myself so much starting and beginning with something as little as, and let's not even put it in the little category as my energy, as, as my, as my mindset being content. You know, I posted a picture and a very good fellow podcaster. She will forever be a podcaster because my girl did produce a whole show. Wonder if they'll ever come back, but uh, a good friend, someone I will forever consider a friend. I posted a picture. She said something about the joy, and she said, "You look so content." And she put a, a sm- like a very warm smiley face emoji. And I had to agree with her. I said I was content, even through all this madness, even with the feelings of, of being overwhelmed, even with the feelings of. Oh my God, I just need a break. I, I need something here, right? I, like I've been getting those blessings and I know, I know I'm praying and God is there and I know he's getting me through all of this. I know he's helping me through all of this. I know it's my support system and my team, right? But to still be able to feel happy and joy and peaceful and content with my life, even through all the madness, y'all, that is just an accomplishment I would never want to not feel having achieved, having felt in my chest physically, just bursting out of just pure happiness that I've been able to get to this point because life is not perfect. Life be life and shit be happening. And we have no control over a lot. And I've shared this. I've shared this on this platform time and time again. I've become more and more open about certain things. I just have to be protective about other people's privacy. But, you know, things have been happening that I've had to relinquish control, that I've had to trust others, that I've had to really take a backseat and say, nah, this is okay. It's all right, D, you know, and, and really learn how to make it through, even through something like that. Right. There's just so much that I've been learning from with other experiences, like I said before, that I am very pleased with myself and knowing that it has not taken me out of character and that I've been able to sustain everything that I've been learning for myself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, health healthy is that like a word we're, we're gonna make this shit up you know <laughs> and I've been able to sustain that and I've been able to feel it so much that it's motivated me enough to get back on track and continue this balancing act and all the while knowing that maybe there is something I really want to say sometimes <laughs> to one particular person or two or three maybe even and it's not that I'm censoring myself I'm just being considerate y'all to the situation at hand I'm thinking I'm analyzing I'm strategizing and I'm deciding in that moment how I'm going to successfully manage that situation how I'm going to handle that situation so that I could get the results I want to get and I could see the results I want to see 
And it has gotten me far. It has gotten me far. I don't believe I've offended anyone. You know, don't believe I've asked anybody about their preferences. And (laughs) I don't believe I've made anyone feel uncomfortable or made them feel like confused about anything, you know, and it's not, again, I can't emphasize this enough. It's not to say that I'm supposed to give a flying fuck about anybody other than myself. I do wholeheartedly believe I, I'm not going to give a fuck about what anybody thinks about me. I'm always going to put at the forefront what I think of me, how I love me, my own confidence, my own self-care, my own self-love, right? But I do have it in me just a tad, just a little bit, just a tiny, tiny bit, a small dose to just care in general of other people, to just care in general of, of what that moment might feel like, right? You know, it's very easy. And, and, and I'm going to add this and I'm going to keep it all the way raw. You know, my little tactics with the scissors to just cut people off. That hasn't always been the greatest, right? But it is what it is and I've done it. But then just maybe, just maybe it's okay to just consider the other person's feelings just a tiny, tiny bit. Um, just care that other people have feelings, maybe not so much care about how they exactly feel. I'm still working on that, but you could just be a tiny bit considerate, not censored, just considerate. And on that note, guys, I leave you guys with the final thoughts. And once again, one more time for the people all the way in the back. If you didn't hear me, let me say one more time, watch your mouth. That's it. That's the, that's the end of it. That is the greatest lesson I have been able to learn throughout so much that I've been going through, that's been happening, that I've been experiencing, that I've been learning from, that I've been so in shambles over. One more time, shout out to the people that have been there for me. One more shout out to the very beautiful and amazing and and wonderful friend. Did I tell you who was the other friend who said I look content? I don't think I said the name, but shout out to my Shay because I miss her dearly. But also shout out to Captain Kim from Everybody Relax Podcast because we are actually friends and she actually, you know, as mamas, we go through things. But most importantly, she is definitely one person who has always been there also. And it's so fucking dope to be able to sit here and say that I'm mentioning so many people, right? People really dear to me and personal to me, but also people that I've met new in the space. Again, something that I've talked about before and I've shined light on, right? And You just never know when you're going to find those people. You just never know when you're going to come across those people who you should absolutely fucking love and cherish because A, they can relate to you, but B, they can help you get through it all. And so shout out to all of them. But most importantly here is the messaging. It's the messaging that is taking a lot for me to kind of reconnect with because I always knew this. It's just really hard to come to terms with it. And I've been able to do so. I've been able to be considerate and to watch my mouth. (laughs) And like I said, encourage y'all to do it too. Make those wise choices. You know, life is going to keep coming your way, whichever way is meant to. And you always want to keep pushing forward, right? You always want to trust your gut, your instincts, your heart, you know. Another thing I'm learning, and, and hopefully I'll be able to apply So all of this too, you know, is those relationships I am creating and cultivating on, on the sideline, you know, with some, I don't know, candidate, are we calling them candidates? Let's call them candidates. But 
even that, you know, just watch your mouth sometimes. Just watch what you're saying. Just think. Let's see what's the intention behind it, right? And yeah, like I said on that note, guys, it's pretty dope to come on here, share a little insight with y'all on the madness that has been happening and just some of the things that I've been going through and some of the learning lessons. And y'all, it is officially Scorpio season. Ew. And it is your girl's season, your girl's zodiac sign. Because if you know, you know, people be hanging on Scorpios, whatever. And the birthday is coming on. And so pray for your girl to continue being successful, to meet this deadline, to kick ass and be a boss ass bitch. And pray for your girl that there's going to be a beautiful, beautiful end of this year, this 36th year of life in a very blissful way, accomplishing way. And that I'm gonna be able to welcome in a new, a whole new year of life with this continued content, happiness, and joyfulness. And come back, come back next week. This has been another week and another episode on the Bodoso Raw Talk podcast. I am your host, Misty, and you guys will tune in next week. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. To subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.